Hello, everybody, and welcome to the December 17th, 2020 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I'm your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Josine. Um, and before we get into the news, I said yesterday, I talked about Pete Buttigieg becoming, Donald, becoming Joe Biden's transportation secretary. Well, there was an unfortunate cutoff if you got, like, the news through notification, as some people received it as, Joe Biden picks Pete Buttigieg to be trans. Now, the account Femboy Philosophy, yes, that's a real account, uh, <laughs> tweeted out the first victim of the Biden administration's forced feminization initiative, and I thought that was absolutely hilarious, and decided to share it with all of you, because that is really funny. Now, let's get to the real news, though. Uh, Vox.com has the pulse, or has their finger on the pulse of what you're concerned about. With this article published today, fewer than 1,000 mountain gorillas remain in the wild. What happens if they get COVID-19? I wonder this myself quite frequently. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting there pondering with some friends. Oh, man. You know, when you're chilling with your homies and then you realize there are less than 1,000 mountain gorillas and then wonder what happens if one of them gets COVID-19. This is a real article, by the way. That's a headline. Uh, and then the byline says, there's no putting a face mask on a 300-pound-plus gorilla. You'd be surprised what I can do, dude. But they can potentially quarantine, a veterinarian explains. There are fewer than 1,000 mountain gorillas left in the wild, and about 460 of them live in Bawandai Impenetrable National Park in Uganda. Oh no. In the park's very dense, high-altitude forest, hence the name Impenetrable, veteran Gaddis Kulman... Zukoska is working to keep them alive through the COVID-19 pandemic. No gorilla has come down with COVID-19. Thank God. I was really worried. Really worried there. I actually read on the internet that um, the Chinese got COVID-19 because they ate gorillas. Look it up if you don't believe me. Actually, don't look that up. I just made that up. I do know that's where they say Ebola came from. They say it came from um, eating monkeys. Now, mind you, AIDS was actually first found in monkeys before it was found in humans. Okay, it's a little bit more complicated than that. There are actually reports out now, we know now, that there were people as far back as the 1930s and 40s who died of what we currently call AIDS. Uh, but we just didn't know it back then. And then, you know, there are all those jokes, oh, well, how did the Africans, uh, how did the Africans cause it to leap from monkeys to people? I don't know. Ask the Africans. I'm sure they'd like to hear it, too. You know, just, just in case. Um, but anyway. But Kalman Zukata fears what might happen if one did. Gorillas live in tight-knit groups, so a respiratory infection could easily spread among them. Infected gorillas could get sick and die, or possibly suffer long-term consequences from the disease. Kalman Zukaka found the nonprofit Conservation Through Public Health, where she worked with local communities and the park to keep the gorillas healthy and create a tourism economy 
that's substantial for both the gorillas and the people who live near them. The virus is a threat to the gorillas, she said on a recent Zoom call from Edebi, Uganda, where she lives. Before, we never used to have to wear a mask when you visit the gorillas, but now you have to. That That's kind of the case for going most places since the pandemic, though. You know? Like, that's not really the big statement you think it is. By the way, is there any evidence that COVID-19 can occur in gorillas? I know that there have been conflicting reports, or there were conflicting reports, I don't know if we settled this yet, on whether or not dogs and cats could get COVID-19. And that was a real debate. Can your dog or can your cat get COVID-19? Uh, the answer is, to my knowledge, no, for the record. Although I don't see it as impossible. Um, before we, yeah, I already read that. Also new, visitors must stay 32 feet, 10 meters away from the animals. How close were they beforehand? Well, okay. A meter is just basically, um, it's around one yard. Hence why 32 feet is 10 meters. I think it's slightly more than one yard. But, like... How close were the visitors getting to the gorillas in the first place? Um, well, apparently it's up from 23 feet or seven years before the pandemic. Although still, the fact that needed to be a rule was like, are people in Uganda just going up to gorillas and saying hi to them and like trying to have general chit-chat with them? Uh, this raises many more questions than I think the article realizes. Visitors now also get their temperature checked upon arrival. Okay, that makes sense. Kalman Zukaki told me about other precautions in place to protect the animals, what she'd do if one got sick, and how to quarantine the 300-plus pound animals should they be exposed. She also described the intense and competing challenge conservation groups like her face to keep the animals safe these days when tourism dropped due to the pandemic poaching increased yeah i would expect that but when tourism resumed this fall the threat of spreading disease to the gorillas increased yeah yeah pretty that's also pretty obvious Tourism is a good thing, but it has to be done in a responsible way so that it doesn't end up wiping out the very species. She says it's a very delicate balance. Uh, this conversation has been edited for length and clarity, and then there's an entire conversation had. I should note, I should note that I'm not making fun of Vox for covering this necessarily. I mean, Vox has always been known. Them and Vice are really kind of known as the little weird news outlets. Salon's also in this category. As news outlets that cover a little bit weirder stuff, you know, things that are... I wouldn't quite call them tabloids, although Salon, I believe, did start by marketing itself as, like, the smart tabloid. Um, but they certainly have that kind of aspect to them, where they'll cover some weird things here and there. You know, Vox has done tons of weird stories. I've had Vice and, um, what's the other one I list? Yeah, Salon, that's the other one. <laughs> if you look at what they've covered compared to other networks, or compared to other news websites. And I just thought this was one to throw in the pile. You know, interviewing a 
a conservationist and veterinarian in Uganda about what happens if mountain gorillas get COVID-19. That's quite a mouthful of a sentence. You think like someone in Vox was commissioned to do this, like they were ordered to? Or do you think it was the author of this article, one Mr. Brian Resnick, actually came up with it himself? Like, he was just sitting in the Vox headquarters one day, although he wouldn't be sitting in an actual HQ, because that would violate social distancing rules, probably. And said, you know what somebody needs to write an article about? What conservationists are doing in Uganda to protect mountain gorillas from COVID-19. That's something our readers need to know. Or do you think he was ordered? to write it by, like, a higher-up at Vox. Like, a higher-up at Vox, um, like, entered a Zoom call with him and specifically said, listen, Mr. Mr. Resnick, Mr. Resnick, I need you, you, to cover the efforts of conservationists in Uganda to stop mountain gorillas from getting COVID-19. Like, how do you think articles like this are written? According to his Twitter profile, by the way, he is a regular writer for Vox.com. And so it's not as if this was like an op-ed or something. No, I just thought that was kind of amusing. And you know what? The story itself is also actually kind of interesting. Like, I make fun of it in the sense of who actually sat down and said, we need this article. But the story itself is actually mildly interesting, and I would recommend giving it a read if you get the chance. In fact, this could count as kind of both a mockery and a highlight of it. Because it is an interesting story, it really is. Um, but it's just, who thought to cover that? I actually kind of want to know. Brian Resnick, if you are listening to this, I have to know. Who? Who? told you to write about this, or did you decide to write about this all on your own? Because, wow. I mean, just, just wow. That's, that's an out there topic. That's a spin the wheel topic. That's like a, you know, uh, that South Park joke where they say family guy cutaway gags are created by manatees picking a ball and like just throwing it up. And that's how they pick it. That's, like, on that level. Like there's this room in the Vox HQ, and there are these manatees with colored balls, and they decide which colored balls go up, and whatever the result is, that's what Vox.com covers that day. Sometimes feels like that. It really does. No, this is a good story, though, so give it a read. It's just a really, really weird story that no one but Vox would cover, and you know what? That's why it's good we have them. Anyway, uh, here's a column from the one, the only, townhall.com. This was written by Jeff Davidson, who I swear we've covered before, but I cannot for the life of me actually put my finger on where, nor could I find it in the archives. Um, but it was probably months ago, and even then, the guy is probably still stupid. Um... And yes, his name does sound like Jefferson Davis if he just entered the Witness Protection Program. That's all besides the point. So, here's the premise for this article. President-elect, giant quotes, Joe Biden is a tool of the left 
and will be disposed of once he is no longer of value to them. For now, he is the subject of their desires, and virtually every item on the left's wish list, from no need for voter ID to restrictions on the First Amendment, is harmful to our society. Okay or not okay? Suppose real journalists began posting vital questions to Biden. Wouldn't that make for a press conference that people would actually watch? Here are more than two dozen questions that would make Biden cough, stammer, drift, and choke. Okay, you guys ready for these questions? Because I'm ready for these questions. Let's see. Have you ever taken any money from China? Um, well, to my knowledge, Joe Biden has not. Have they estimated, have they established a massive spy network in the U.S.? Uh, well, if they have, there's no evidence it's any bigger than the ones any other nations have created. And for that matter, what do you mean by massive spy network? I'm sure there are Chinese spies in the U.S., just as I'm sure there are Venezuelan spies in the U.S. Venezuela have an intelligence agency. Any country with an intelligence agency has spies and has them in other countries. I'm sure there are U.S. spies in China right now, even. Okay, but what do you mean by a massive spy network? How many spies do there have to be before that's a massive network? And as of right now, the story that people keep harping on as evidence there's a spy issue in the U.S., is that Eric Swalwell, I guess, met with one five and a half years ago. Or sorry, six years ago, who hasn't been in the country for five and a half years. My bad. What will you do about China's vigorous program of, in of intellectual property theft? Well, there's this thing that we were going to enter called the Trans-Pacific Partnership, okay? And it would have actually done a lot to crack down on that. Then Donald Trump refused to sign it because he is a nationalist, and nationalism matters more than the things nationalists actually complain about. Have you ever taken any money from Ukraine? A again, to my knowledge, the answer is no. Did you get Ukraine a six-hour ultimatum to fire the prosecutor looking into the various activities involving your son, Hunter? Well, the answer to that is yes, but the question is phrased in a misleading manner. Now, it is true that Joe Biden it was very much involved with the firing of a Ukraine prosecutor who was investigating Hunter Biden. The issue is the prosecutor was also very well known as corrupt, hence why several independent newspapers of both left and right, might I add, were calling for its firing months before Biden entered Ukraine, and Biden was picked on behalf of the international community to deliver the message to Ukraine. Not He did not have any special power there. So, I guess, yes, but not because. Not because, but yes. Have you ever taken any money from Russia? Again, my knowledge, the answer is no. Are you aware that your son has received substantial payments from these countries as well as Kesistan and Romania? Oh, I have a follow-up question. Why does that matter exactly? Why did Hunter mention that he needed to make a key to his office for you? 
I don't know. Go ask him. What is your relationship with Tony Bobolinsky? Again, to my knowledge, nothing. Hunter Biden has a relationship with him, though, but, and I don't know if you know this, Joe Biden is not Hunter Biden. How many times did you meet? Again, to my knowledge, maybe at most once. Did your brother meet with him as well? Do you just think Joe Biden, like, keeps tabs on all his family members and has a very obsessive log of them or something? But, okay, so these questions are very easy. On the home front, are you willing to have Dominion voting machines undergo forensic audits? Sure, if you can provide evidence it would be necessary to spend millions, if not billions of dollars of the government's money to do such a thing. If everything is on the up and up, there should be no problem here, right? No, not right, because these things cost money. You can't just say, okay, we're going to have an audit of these voting machines. No, first off, you need to be more specific what voting machines are going to be audited and all that. And if you're just going to say every voting machine, you're looking at millions, if not billions of dollars in a lengthy investigation that will take up resources in the Department of Justice. I'm sorry, but you can't just poof an audit out of thin air. There has to be resources spent both in terms of man and in terms of money. And the fact is, unless there's a reason to, we shouldn't waste the time or money. Do you support packing the Supreme Court? Um, he said previously he is not. Do you believe that in increasing the number of justices to 16 or 25 or some other number is in the best interest of our republic? Um, well, I don't know the answer to this, but he has said repeatedly that he does not believe in it. Are mathematics, the science, and other core academic disciplines to be taught to accommodate, quote, politically diverse points of view? What? Should entire college curriculas be redesigned because most of the great works of literature throughout history have been written by white males? I refer you to my previous response. Do these guys think, like, Joe Biden is also every progressive college kid? I'm seriously curious. Do you believe that children may choose their gender? Um, well... Yeah, that's still a very, very, like, early thing, and I don't feel comfortable commenting on that in detail. I'm simply uninformed on the topic. Is it okay for colleges to hold separate graduation exercises and celebrations for different ethnic minorities? Um, sure, if they want to, I guess. Is it fair when conservative speakers on campus are dis are disrupted? By the way, what would Joe Biden actually do to stop any of this? Like, these are supposed to be questions about Joe Biden. Half of these questions are about something that happened. I think the uh, separate graduation thing was like two, three years ago. At one university. And you really want the President of the United States to be asked about that. <gasps> Mr. President Biden, President Biden, how do you feel about this thing a university did three years ago? Um, okay. <laughs> uh, is it fair when conservative speakers on campus are disrupted from speaking or banned altogether from campus? Um, 
No, I'd say not. Again, not sure why that's the president's business. Should colleges set up safe spaces? Not sure why that's the president's business. Can a university promise students unbiased education when 97% of college professors' political donations go to Democrats? Well, why are they going to Democrats? And for that matter, where's, your st where's, where's the number on that? And again, I don't know how that's the president's business. Is it prudent that all student loan debt be exonerated? And I actually agree that that might not be the most sound policy. So, you know what, I'll give you that. Are migrants to be given free health care the moment they cross the border, as you and all Democratic presidential contenders said on, stated on live television? Again, I don't agree with that. Uh, so, again, if Biden were to answer yes, I would disagree with that, and he probably would answer yes. Should we have open borders and let in anyone who wants to come here? And if you want my personal opinion, I know these are supposed to be questions about Joe Biden, but nah, at this point I might as well just be answering them myself. I believe in a very inviting immigration policy, but I won't say full on open borders. Like that's, no, I don't feel fully on board with that. I will say that we should be as inviting as possible, though. And Biden, by the way, does not believe in open borders. There's no evidence he does. He's never stated he does one time. But that's besides the point. Are sanctuary cities a good idea? And do, do, do they support the lives and aspirations of actual American citizens? Again, I really don't see how that's the president's issue in the first place. And by the way, there are way more sanctuary cities than most people think. I'm being dead serious. Look up the amount of sanctuary cities there are. You will be surprised. You've probably been in tons of them and haven't even noticed. I had I didn't notice when I was in a few. I wasn't killed by any illegal immigrants. Is late trimester abortion acceptable? And Biden believes that not morally but legally it should be, at the very least, allowed. After a baby is born, is it the right of the mother and the doctor to choose whether or not the person will continue to live? Biden has never said he supported that. That was Ralph Northam. Go ask him. Should Medicare be provided for all? And if so, how do we pay for it? Again, Biden does not support Medicare for all. He supports expanding Obamacare. He actually supports a public option primarily, which would be much closer to like a Medicaid for all as opposed to Medicare for all. That's a different topic entirely. Do you support defunding the police? He does not, by the way. In fact, many of his plans would involve increasing funding to the police, but also increasing accountability. Is it reasonable to condemn the nation's entire police force? Again, Biden has said several times no. Is it okay when law enforcement... You know, I think the reason people aren't asking these questions is because they're very easy to answer. Is it okay when law enforcement stands down in the face of violence committed by those on the left? Biden condemned violence left and right, and then you complain that he wasn't condemning violence on the left. Okay, so save me that shit. And yes, that is not okay. Violence should be opposed. Biden said so. And then you complain that he wasn't saying so in response to him saying so. Is BLM justified in its lawlessness, political extortion, and intimidation? Again, Biden has repeatedly said no. Is it calling others racist acceptable when you, in your own heart, you know that you are biased at times against this or that? What kind of question is that?
<laughs> is it acceptable to call others racist when you're occasionally a little racist yourself? I mean, let's be real here. Let's be real here. Who isn't a little racist from time to time? Dude, that question says way more about you than it does Joe Biden. Uh... <laughs> Are the goals and violent tactics of Antifa acceptable to you? Again, Antifa is not a centralized organization, and Biden has condemned violence several times. If they're proud of what they stand for and forthright in their actions, why do they wear ski masks? Well, I don't know. Why do corporations donate anonymously? Why do people on 4chan post anonymously? Why did the people at the Boston Tea Party sign a 50-year vow of silence if they were so proud of it? Huh? Take that, liberals. Why? Do, because they're violating the law is the, is the answer. Except for the 4chan and corporation things. Yeah, they believe they're engaging in civil disobedience. They still don't want to go to prison. In rightful civil disobedience. They still don't want to go to prison. And I disagree that most of their civil disobedience is rightful, by the way. Why do they often... And by the way, ask the Antifa people this. Why is this up to Biden to figure out? Why do they often go after the most vulnerable people they can find in any gathering? I need a sword for that claim. And again, go ask them. No meeting of the mind. Too many people who apparently voted for Biden embrace mass insanity, and it's going to get more absurd by the week. What's more... Such people misunderstand the magnitude and ramifications. The magnitude and the ramifications. Those, those, what? That's not even a good sentence. Of many of their political and social views, which, unchecked, would destroy our civilization in less than a decade. Ronald Reagan, who, by the way, also the media just like ate out the palms of, said it best. And, yeah, it's the freedom is never more than one generation from extinction. So why do I think people aren't asking these questions to Joe Biden? It's because all these questions are very, very stupid. Anyway, last story for tonight. This is from The Hill. Poll, 60% approve of Biden's job as president-elect. So they approve of his job that doesn't exist yet. Six in ten voters approve the job Joe Biden is doing as president-elect, a new Hill-Harris ex-poll finds. Sixty percent of registered voters in the, in the December 10th through 14th survey said they approve of Biden's job as president-elect. By contrast, 40 percent of respondents disapprove. Again, what is there to approve and disapprove of? And, you know, this is the end result of becoming so obsessed with approval ratings and the like. Because really the only time approval ratings truly matter is during the election. Or for that matter, they can also be a good way to see like what the people consider your biggest issue to be. Uh, don't get me wrong. But primarily they only really matter during the election. Um... And they are often, by the way, very skewed by a variety of circumstances. But that's a different topic entirely. But no, I'm just sitting here thinking, what possible 
improvement could Joe Biden, or what possible thing could Joe Biden have done as president-elect? Now, again, I endorsed Joe Biden. I supported Joe Biden, okay? I'm not going to sit here and pretend I didn't. I, di I did. I did. I did support the guy. I think he was a very good candidate. I think he is going to be a, an okay president. I really do. And I'm in the minority who think that, I thought. But no, it turns out 60% of Americans approve of the job he's done in between being elected and inaugurated when he hasn't had a job yet. Uh... I mean, really, early approval ratings are usually nothing more than a sign of who's voted for you. That's why, by the way, when Trump uh, didn't win the popular vote, he started with approval ratings lower than Bush had during Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> I think it was on the same level. It was ungodly low for a new president. But no, this shows, first off, this does show Joe Biden won. Uh, but second off, it just shows that a lot of people supported Joe Biden. Well, that's great. That's great. But why not ask them, are you optimistic about the Biden administration instead of something like, do you approve of the job he's done as president-elect? Uh, and they break this down further, by the way. Don't, don't get me wrong, they do break this down further. 72% uh, of 18 to 34-year-olds and 65% of 35 to 49-year-olds support Biden, along with 55% of 50 to 64-year-olds. Oh, man. However, 51% of 65 or older disapprove of Biden as president-elect. Oh, no. I take it they probably voted for the other guy. Is that what you mean? Is Like, do you like the fact this guy is president-elect? I mean, I guess that is what it means. But at that point, why not just say this percent is optimistic about the Biden administration? Or is happy Biden is president-elect? Instead of, they approve of the job he has done. Because he hasn't done a job yet. He hasn't. I know, I just thought that was mildly amusing. That's it. That's our show, and good night.